All right, guys, welcome back to the Paleo Solution Podcast. Was that <laughs> welcome back to this is my third try getting this intro. I don't know what's wrong. Welcome back, to Solution Podcast. welcome back to Adventure Radio. Oh, Today shit. we're talking to Al Russ, who wrote the Paleo Thyroid Solution and is host of the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Far yeah. out. I'm so happy I got that out. That was the third time. You guys haven't seen what I've been going through behind oh. the scenes here. Um, Al was great. We had a great <laughs> chat talking about all things um, all things nutrition, really, diet and thyroid. Mm. So it's very uh, interesting conversation. It's very content-based, isn't it? Yeah, very very content-based. And uh, <laughs> and very much um, one of the things that's going on in the world today, everybody's, um, everybody's struggling with their diet. Nobody really knows why, so... Got a lot of uh, good information out of Al here For sure. and had a great chat, so she was lovely. Um, today, we're brought to you by Audible. So, Audible are an audiobook warehouse, guys, with over about a trillion... Um, yeah, probably close to a trillion. I think about they've got about a trillion. Um, about four, tr- four... Yeah, it's one to two trillion. Yeah, yeah. One, one to two trillion books. Yeah. And um, there's some great books on there. In my Audible, for example, I've got Extreme Ownership. How U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. That's what I'm listening to at the moment. It's a business book related into uh, military terms. It's an amazing read. I've just finished Start with a Why, How Great Leaders Start, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action by Simon Sinek. That's a sick book. Mm. Um, really good. I got How to Win Friends and Influence People, one of the best books you'll Great ever book. read. Great book. And then I got some good stuff like um, Marching Powder with our man Rusty Young, um, Guns, Germs and Steel by Jared Diamond, Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan. Lots of um, kind of been going down the evolutionary evolutionary biology uh, path lately myself with what I read, but you can read absolutely anything. So you can do it on the fly while you're walking your dog, cooking, uh, cleaning the house, driving your car. You can find time to get that information in, and if you're not reading and you're not learning, then you're not really going forward. So Ooh, check out www.audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio. You'll get one free month. Which entitles you month. one free month, with which entitles you to uh, one free audiobook. Alrighty, we are also sponsored by Quash Creative Guys, which is an Elwood-based freelance design firm run by our mate, our friend, our pal, our acquaintance, our tiger, our fuck, no, 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 <laughs> our mate uh, about Shorty Marsh. His sole aim is to solve business challenges with creative solutions, whether that solution is a new website, logo, or marketing strategy. Gang, if you come to him with a problem. He'll suss it out and figure it out for you. <laughs> and uh, guys, just by the way, the offer for everyone is if you mention AdventureFit Radio when you get in touch with the big dog there by heading to his website, www.quashcreative.com, he will give you a free basic SEO report on your website or feedback on your existing brand. So Quash, Q-U-A-R-S-H, creative. Uh, if you don't know how to spell creative, guys, then you shouldn't be using an internet. But, uh, <laughs> and internet. And internet, just one yeah. single internet. <laughs> but I'm sure you can use other forms of internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so head to www.quashcreative on an internet. Love how you try to rip every one yeah. of our listeners and you fucked yourself. I fucked it myself, yeah. And, uh, and guys, get ahead in the in your business ventures. Uh, Bill, AdventureFit Travel, talk to us. We're also You're uh, somehow to- connected with AdventureFit Travel, aren't you? <laughs> We're also brought to you by Adventure Travel, guys. We have uh, we have lots of cool stuff coming up. So if you guys are um, you guys feeling like you need a holiday, you're in the grind at work, and you just can't. Um, you're on grinder at work. Yeah, you're on grinder at work. <laughs> you're just swiping, swiping along. If you're uh, if you're feeling like you need a holiday and you need a um, you need to recharge the batteries, then, recharge uh, grinder. Then we are um, we need to recharge your phone because you're swiping grinder too hard. Yep. Um, and you and you <laughs> then, then head to. Um, 
Head to our website, head to adventurebittravel.com and have a look at what we got coming up. So we got an epic Iceland trip coming up later in the year, which isn't released yet, but it will be within the next, uh, by the time this podcast is released, it may be. It'll be very, very soon. We've got a New Zealand trip in the works. We've got Kokoda Track for next uh, next year, which we just finished um, a few weeks ago, which was amazing. Um, and lots more coming up. So check out uh, check out what we do, guys, and check out um, check out some of our reviews and our testimonials. You'll see that it's, uh, it's pretty much... Uh, Life-altering experience. If you don't know, so, 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 so. Yeah, I probably should get someone else to say that rather, uh, rather than me. Guys, I've been the, on an adventure trip and, you know, obviously I'm not in any way, shape or form uh, connected to the company. Um, it is life-changing. It is life-changing. <laughs> That's what I need. That's yeah, what I needed. That so helps. Head to, um, to www.adventurebittravel.com and use the code word radio to get uh, 10% off any and all trips. And uh, here's the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. And that's it. Yo. Discovery Roger, go for deploy. Where did we come from? Some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, too rare to die. Alrighty, guys, we are sitting here. Welcome back to Adventure Radio. Firstly, we are. Uh, we it's good are to have you back. <laughs> we are sitting here with uh, Al Russ on the line. Tommy is. Um, Tommy's going to... I've got a new uh, instrument here. He's going to welcome Al to the show. Before we throw over to her, he's going to uh, play Tommy's tribute. Unfortunately, Tommy left his guitar at home today, so, so. we've given him um, we've given him uh, a cardboard box. So he's going to be, uh, be singing Al a tribute, playing... Uh, That's funny. Is, is the box tuned? Have you tuned it's, the box? Uh, it's, it's a bit flat, but it's look, I mean, I'll just, I'll just go down a, uh, a semitone in, okay. my, in, my, in my pipes. So. Okay. That's right. all right. Yeah. <clears throat> all righty. Here we go, Al. Sexy, yeah. Uh, she just said that her name wasn't uh for Ellie Roos. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this box song, yeah, yeah. Uh, and now Bill is gonna chime in with her acapella for uh, a finisher, yeah. Come on, Bill. I'm not doing it. Oh, you got to <laughs> Yay! Say, oh, Come on, mate. <laughs> that was great. I thought he was oh, just going to go right into it. And I'm it. really <laughs> glad that you 
you shared box it up here. the part of my life where I did not get hit by a bus. Yeah. That was my favorite part. And it was a favorite well, part of my life too. Thank you. you. Know, it was, um, I, I think that's a, a topic that needs to be explored. And, you know, when we, when we spoke about it on the tribute. Well, if um, we look at it this way, everyone kind of pretty much, you know, who hasn't otherwise said so has not been hit by a bus. That's right. I mean, so. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, look. I th- I th- I'm happy I left it in. Hey, hey, um, did you find that uh, that tribute any like in any way, shape, or form a little bit creepy? Or? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was getting creeped out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were uh, I think there were I think there were some creepy moments. I think it was the a, and I was like, mm, I don't know. It's gonna be weird. I felt like I, there might be an Indian like Native American ceremonial <laughs> thing about the her. My name is. I wasn't sure if I needed to like pull out the page. I was confused. I was confused. It was good. Um, <laughs> My you know, name is listen, Tom Eaglefeather. Yeah, you shouldn't have gone with the body paint. The body paint was too far. <laughs> well, look, I mean, I, you know, I, I thought we, I thought we bonded. <laughs> I thought we had a moment there. Uh, if you want to take it down that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, that was good. I've never seen um, anyone play the box before, so that was uh, that was what classic. That was classic. Um, and uh, Al, so welcome to the show. That would be anyway, a really bad pun in our well, country. But well, hang on. Tommy, Tommy said, "What do you mean?" And yeah. I just stuck my finger up yeah. in, and and and, and nope. didn't even look at him because I was like, "Mate, just give nope. us a sec. Let's not go there yet." Oh, and then I went. There. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, Bill stuck his finger up, and I thought he was actually going along with the joke. Um, all right. Um, so, uh, Al. Anyway, welcome to the welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks for having me. Uh, well, let's see. Coming to you from Malibu, California. Beautiful, sunny day here. We do have summer. Sorry, rub it in. Apologies. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, I am a primal health coach, a life coach. I'm also an author and um, a writer in general. I've been an actor for a long time and have a background in comedy for a really long time. So I do everything from writing documentaries, sitcoms, and I uh, had a recent bestseller uh, on Amazon in three categories called The Paleo Thyroid Solution. And that really was something that was sort of um, an unexpected bump in my creative journey. I never, ever would have thought about writing a nutrition book. I didn't even know what paleo primal meant for a long Like I, th- That was never in my wheelhouse as a plan. But what happened was is I struggled and had issues with hypothyroidism over 10 years and couldn't find doctors to help me. And it was a disaster mm. and a nightmare. And um, I ended up actually dosing myself, fixing my own problem and being my own doctor as a person who does not have a medical degree. And, uh, and, you know, that's bullshit. And I don't know if I could swear on this show. Sorry. Oh, you, um, can. you can't you can. fucking swear oh, on this good, show. There's a whole lot of fuckery in our <laughs> yeah. medical community, which is, um, you know, all oh, the doctors don't know what they're doing and they're basing their knowledge on, you know, 30, 40 year old paradigms. It's the same thing as if someone told me, told you, told you, told you not attack and you look at them and go, fuck you, you are talking about 40 year old BS studies that aren't valid anymore. And it's the same goes with the doctors here. So 200 million people worldwide have it. In fact, I coach several people in Australia and, um, Mm. and you guys are pretty hip to the paleo primal thing, which is cool because they're more bound to find the information in a a country like yours. And, you know, it's just, I shouldn't have had to do that. And so Mm. I, wrote everything that I did and that I knew. And I, I, the book that I wrote is the book I couldn't find when I was hating Mm -hmm. it. And, you know, um, so I, so I wrote it and there's a great Q and a in the back of my book with the primal paleo physician, who's a functional medicine doctor. And he, there's a great Q and a in the back there with him telling you why doctors are uninformed, why they fail, what the deal is. And, you know, essentially there's a lot of fails within it, but it really comes down to the fact that if I were to baseline it, I'd say, 
You want a doctor who's a total geek, who's been geeking out on medicine their whole life and keeps getting like accredited and stuff and keeps going and keeps learning. And you know what I mean? Spends time with you. And sometimes that might cost a little extra money and depending on where you are in the world, but it's worth it because Mm -hmm. as you guys know, it's, it's, it's not just one magic bullet, right? Mm. It's a, it's a combination of things, lifestyle, diet, or supplements or something. Some of this stuff can be avoided by just taking a dumb supplement or getting enough of a nutrient. I mean, Mm. how ridiculous is it that you could just be obliterated health wise because of a a stupid selenium deficiency or low iron. Mm-hmm. And then you have all these people bumbling around, you misdiagnose and blah, blah, not take the right. And then now you're just getting sick or now you got more problems coming in. Now you got more disease and it's a fucking mess. And it ruined six years of my life that mm. I will never be able to get back. But I feel vindicated and so happy and almost worth every minute of that pain because if I can help others avoid this, this horrible journey from A to Z and get there quicker. You know, we did the bullshit. Um, but the other part of this story is, you know, people have to stand up to. And that's where people yeah. fail no matter what your problem is. Because how many people do you even know? Not even just, let's say, thyroid stuff. But do mm. you know that just take a pill their doctor told you? And if you ask them what it is, they'll be like, I don't know. It's supposed yeah. to help with this. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck is it doing in your body, man? Look it up. Research. <laughs> Someone doctors you with a disease. Get your shit together. Like, and I. I'm guilty of that, too, because I just let the doctor keep giving me the birth control pill when I was abnormally having my period every two weeks at age 30 going, uh, what's going on here? Mm. And they're just like, here's the pill. Here's the pill. Here's the Band-Aid. Here's the Band-Aid. Here's the what. Why the hell did this happen? Mm. And had I known what I know now, I would have gotten out of that jam quick. I would have gotten out of that jam in six weeks if I followed what I wrote in my book. So, you know, my book provides just as a snapshot Everything from optimizing your thyroid just as a human being in this world. And I can get into why everyone wants to do that because it's has everything to do with fat burning. So mm-hmm. whether you have a problem or not, you're going to want to know how to optimize your thyroid. And then it goes yeah. to, okay, oh shit, what, what if I'm having symptoms and stuff looks bad and it looks like I might be hypo? What do I do now? Then it's like, here, follow this protocol. Give it six to eight weeks. See what's up. Retest, right? Here's that protocol. And then it's like, oh, what if that didn't work or... I'm too far gone and now I have to get on thyroid hormones, then it's here's how you do do it. Here's how you can dose it. Here are the here's the blood work before and after photos. Here's how you evaluate your own blood work. I mean, my book is meant to empower every patient because there was not this information out there when I was going through it. Fellow patients, thank God, saved my life because they had already been chumped by a bunch of fucking horrible doctors for 20 years and <laughs> started, yeah, started a free group online, you know, to patient to patient forums. I mean- those are the true heroes of, of this stuff. And so I was like, let me take it to a new level. And I had the opportunity. And then so here's what happens. So I fixed myself twice in 10 years. But what happens with thyroid health is you gain a lot of weight usually. Sometimes that's mm. not the case. But often you become really fat without your control. And so mm-hmm. uh, when I fixed myself the second time, I couldn't lose the fat I had gained. And I had become insulin resistant and pre-diabetic. Mm. Um, which often people do. And let me just give you a snapshot. 200 million people worldwide have it. 25 plus million Americans have it. It's our number one top prescription in the U.S. is a thyroid hormone. And it's really an epidemic and 60% of the people go undiagnosed. And it's disproportionately a women's disease, but men do have it. And you can self-inflict it. And I and, and that's really related to how the primal perspective of your body is responding to you and what you do. And that can ignite a thyroid problem. You can be born with autoimmunity issues with thyroid in your family. You know, that that could be the case. And it could also just be diet and nutrient related as well. 
um, all of it fixable, all of it fixable. And so, mm. you know, if you're out there and you're on thyroid hormone replacement and you've been on it for years and you're still not where you want to be or you're still not feeling good, likely you're not being treated, right? And likely you don't even know what you're taking. So, mm. so you know, there's, there's that. Um, but let me just explain, you know, uh, and I, I mean, you guys might have some questions for me, but you've 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 you hit yeah. a lot of nails. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. good. I uh, I did I did have a few questions, but I've forgotten Is, them. Yeah, <laughs> I actually wanted um, to know about um, if you could just shed some light on some of the symptoms of, of thyroid issues to just to um, give some people an understanding for for if they may have it or may may not. Because you said um, a lot of people go undiagnosed with this issue, and I wanted to know if yeah. it was related to inflammation or, or what you typically see. Right. People go undiagnosed because uninformed doctors are using tests from 1973 that don't evaluate thyroid health properly. Good year, though. So it was a really good year. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the biggest problem. Right. Yeah, the um, Merlot from 73? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, the yeah, Merlot was a great That's drop. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. Al. laughs> no, I mean, but it's, 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 it's just so it's like old, outdated junk. You know what I mean? It's just old, outdated stuff. So, and that's why the, the doctors who go above and beyond are usually the ones who are in the know because they're up on the latest, you know, what's been happening for the last decade. Mm. And so uh, people get tested incorrectly and they're told their thyroid is fine. Let me, I'll rip through symptoms. I had over 30 and I put all of them in the book. Cool. Um, and they're horrific and they range anywhere from getting misdiagnosed with something like polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, having mm. low testosterone as a male, losing erections upon awakening, not being able to recovering from exercise, any kind of low testosterone issues. The biggest one across the board for females and males can be freezing when everyone else isn't. Cold hands and feet all the time. Shit. And like even in summer, you know, and you know those people. Um, but but that's one of them. The other is hair falling out or acne, any kind of skin stuff. Gaining weight uncontrolled or, uh, uncontrollably or not being able to lose weight. Any kind of energy issues. Not being able to wake up in the morning and really bounce out of bed and go. Like really struggling. Where sometimes you wake up, you sleep 10 hours, and then you just still feel beat up. That's usually low mm. morning cortisol. And I can get into all of the connections. But um, adrenals, thyroid, and iron are really all connected. And if any one of those angles isn't... Um, you know, at its right, at its optimum, then it's, you're going to have a problem. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's testing wrong. Um, and then also, so other systems, inner itching of the ears, um, bloated, swelling skin, cracked heels, horrible constipation that laxatives won't even fix. Shit. Um, Sounds like torturous. Yeah. Like this is, it's this- dying. It's dying. Literally you are slowly dying and mm. it's, it's a oh, horrific, it, it, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. It's Horrific, And let me tell you why I'm going to get to like, let's just talk about the baseline. So everybody listening to this podcast, everyone in the world that you know, is a human being who's walking around has a thyroid gland. And if they don't have one, they had it removed surgically and they are taking thyroid hormones to replace what that thyroid gland would have given them or mm. they'll die. You cannot live without this gland. You can live without a kidney. You can live without a, right? No, you cannot live without this gland. And more importantly, you cannot live without optimal levels of the hormone. Here's why. It's the master gland of the human body. It controls every single metabolic process. Mm. It controls and regulates all of the production and regulation of every sex hormone, your brain function, everything. That's why when you become hypo, you start to almost speak dyslexic. You can't think, you can't focus, you can't read. You have to reread paragraphs. You start to feel dumb inside. It gets scary. Then you start to think, uh-oh, you know, Aunt Millie had a problem. Am I going to become like, like, you know, it, it, <laughs> and people Millie. are afraid and you're really depressed. It really depresses you. And not only that, it's affecting your actual brain, but then you're bloated and fat and all these horrible things are happening to you health wise. So then you're also extra depressed because that's horrible. 
Mm. And so it's debilitating. People get fired. People get divorced. Um, there's one author who talks about in his intro how he's still repairing a relationship with his kids because he went undiagnosed for 20 years. There's a lot of erratic behavior involved in this because when your thyroid gland isn't operating correctly and you're not getting enough thyroid hormones, your adrenal glands will take over and then they will exhaust themselves and then you get often adrenal fatigue and that's Jesus. a classic uh, situation. So, so there's a lot of points to this and this is why you just can't go to the doctor and like get put on a pill because yeah. that pill. That, that pill then might not be metabolized properly. So it's not just about taking the right amount of hormones if you need to take them exogenously. It's not even about how, like if you guys both uh, don't take thyroid hormone, then your thyroids are working naturally under circadian rhythm. They will, though, get interrupted in these scenarios naturally. And this is the primal perspective. So let's say one of you guys uh, was decided to like train for a marathon and go nuts and you were like overworking out or running a bunch and, you know, mm. maybe you... We're not mm -hmm. eating as much and mm -hmm. things like that. So what the primal perspective is, is this. Shit, this guy's in danger and he's starving. And we're not going to give him more of the fat-burning thyroid hormone. The only fat-burning thyroid hormone, the only fat-burning hormone in the body, by the way. The only reason you can, that's why hypo patients become fat. So your thyroid gland and thyroid hormone metabolism is related to your metabolism. It is metabolism. And so if it's off you're messed. And so are your sexual, you know, hormones usually. And that's why it leads to these awful things like misdiagnoses and fibroids or, you know, a low testosterone and all this kind of stuff. But you mm. always go back to the thyroid. The mistake would be to give that guy testosterone. It would be, well, let's fix where it could have come from first because see, then the testosterone would only work for a while, but then it wouldn't because you didn't solve the problem. Mm. So, right. So it's a very important gland. It's the most important gland in the world uh, because you can't live without it. And there's like one in a billion people have ever been born without it. That's like a really rare birth defect. Do you know what uh -huh. I mean? It's, and if you have it removed, usually it's because of cancer. It's also the best kind of cancer to get if you catch it quickly because you just remove the gland if it doesn't respond to treatment. Um, but it is of the utmost importance to keep in shape and to make sure it's healthy. And there's dumb, stupid, easy things everyone can do to do that. You know, getting a proper amount of selenium is right there foremost, one of the main things you can do. And living a paleo primal lifestyle because, not because it's also great because it eliminates shitty foods and oils and it's an awesome, incredible human aligned diet and it's aligned with our genetics. It is what we are supposed to be. But it's not just because of that. The paleo thyroid solution, that's not a gimmicky connection because the connection of the signals get sent to the thyroid. So for example, a paleoprimal life, because of its lifestyle and diet components, are the ultimate in adrenal management and blood glucose management. And when you are up and down as a sugar burner and you're going throughout that throughout the day, your cortisol is responding, now it's dropping, now you're hypoglycemic, that's all affecting your thyroid. It's affecting inflammation in your body. It's antagonistic to testosterone if you're mm. a guy. And so it's the ultimate anyway for just proper hormone balancing in people. And then if you have a thyroid issue and you want to get better naturally, there's how to do it. And then even if you can and you have to go on thyroid hormone or, you know, and then let's say you're better, but then you're like, damn, I, I need to lose this weight. Most hypo patients become insulin resistant. And that's why a lot of people with unmanaged type 2 diabetes also have thyroid problems. They go hand in hand. When you're operating at a low, and by the way, you know, when I say like you're cold all the time kind of thing, it's testable by temperature. So when I was really suffering, I was 96 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm not sure if what you, system you guys use, 
Um, it's pretty cold. Not Fahrenheit. Where were the rest? Where were the rest of the world? Is that four thousand degrees? All right, you're the red thing. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. But we're supposed to be ninety-eight point six, and so I would be ninety-six degrees like all day long. I think it's thirty-seven Celsius or something. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. I have the conversion in my book, but for people, but I don't know it offhand. So. So that's kind of like, so these things are diagnosticable at home, even through temps. And I, I, I have that in my book too. So you can do a self, you know, sort of self-examine it. So, so the paleo primal lifestyle due to it's just diet components. First of all, we know for sure that grains, especially gluten trigger Hashimoto's antibodies. That's an autoimmune form of hypothyroidism where it's autoimmune disease that affects the thyroid. And People who have reduced grains have lowered their antibodies. Why do you want to lower your antibodies? Because antibodies equal inflammation and equal be getting more and more inflammatory autoimmune issues. And most doctors in this world don't think you can do anything about those antibodies. Mm. And you can through diet and even supplements and other things. But you can start with the no grains. That's paleo right there. So every element of the paleo primal lifestyle, including exercise. So, for example, you know, paleo primal, it's not about being in a glycolytic glucose burning exercise state all the time, like most people are on the opposite paradigm as a, as a predominantly glucose fueled human, when you're a fat, you know, adapted fat burning human being, you know, not only is just like the, the blood glucose efficient, but you then adjust exercise because you don't want to be working at over 75% of your max heart rate in, in a glucose state because then you're draining the reserves, then you got to replenish it, then you're draining, and now you're back on the hamster cycle, right? So mm. you slow down and you chill out and you know that meant going slower on my hikes and not doing high yoga five days a week, which will just get you fat around the middle, ladies. Uh, eventually, because it's an adrenal blower outer when Ladies. it comes down to it. <laughs> yeah, not you. I'm sorry. I'm in the audience. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. We are ladies. Awesome <laughs> like that. Like, hey, get it together, ladies. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so hopefully that makes sense. There's, you know, there's lots of elements to this, of course. And I want to also just share anyone who contacts me through my website who has a thyroid ish- issue question or they're struggling and they need to get set on the right path. You don't even have to buy my book. I send everybody a long email that tells them exactly what tests to get, how to take them, when to get them done, what to look for, links to find doctors all over the world, you know, and so anyone can contact me because listen, I went through hell and I went through so much money and I suffered and you know, it is about getting the information out there, you know? Um, So, 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 so let me, um, let me, let me um, ask you, because I wanted to ask you before when you mentioned it, I think it's important for our audience to understand because obviously uh, they want to they want to connect with somebody on a personal level. So, mm. what are they like? Everything you've told us now is how everything works and how we can fix it. Like, what actually happened to you though? That's what I'm more intrigued about. Like, what what you say that it was six years that it um, ruined your life or took over your life, and and you've mentioned it a couple of times. Like, what tell. You know, tell us a little bit about what you actually went through personally out of all these side effects and how it affected you. It was brutal. Um, so I am five feet, uh, two inches tall, so I'm a short, short woman. <laughs> pocket, and, pocket rocket, we like to call that. Yeah. Pocket rocket, there you go. I was uh, stop. <laughs> see, at the time, but before hypothyroidism hit me, and the reason I gave it to myself essentially, and looking back, I see how that happened. Um, I also then reversed it, but I, I see how it happened. I was over-exercising. I was following that paradigm of eating every two, three hours a day. I mean, you know, five or like, you know, the three meals and the two snacks or eating every two, three hours a little bit and doing kind of low-fat, low-carb kind of deal and suffering, uh, total hypoglycemic, sugar issues, 
But I thought that since I had the body I did and it went along with that, that clearly I was doing it right and that must be the way to do it. And mm-hmm. either everyone else in the world was lying about their crazy food addiction slash issues with this sugar stuff and wasn't being honest about it or I was cursed. I didn't know why I, it was, it, it, it took so much willpower to maintain and it was suffering because I, it would be like hour three and a half or four and I'd have a hangry meltdown in the car, mm. have to pull over, get food, like couldn't even drive the extra 20 minutes home. You know I've what I mean? That, brain- uh, yeah, I've done that a bunch of times. I remember being uh, in, in positions where I've had to pull the car over or go through McDonald's, yeah. which I don't normally eat because I was so feverishly hungry that there was the only thing that I could think of. And I thought to myself a couple, when that would happen, it's happened to me a bunch of times. I was like, fuck, this shouldn't be... I shouldn't be feeling like right. this. No, mm. no, this isn't natural. So not right. Like. And if you look at the science, it's not natural and it's not right. So that was where I was and I was working out. I was, um, you know, I was definitely doing glycolytic. You know, I was over-exercising, probably under-eating, not necessarily calories, right? But you're not satiated and your cells aren't satiated. You know, look, breast milk is 50% saturated fat. So a low-fat diet is bullshit for anybody. You know, it's just, it's never going to work out. It's going to, it's going to fail you. And so... I didn't know that. And the only thing at the time that was even close to paleo primal paradigm at all was the Atkins, but that still then didn't account for dairy or grains or all these other things that can affect you. And no one was really doing that. That was reserved for like crazy cases of like obesity. Like no one was, I mean, it, was, it wasn't as popular. And yep. so, so then what happened was, so I was an actress, I was going out for TV and film and leading lady stuff because I fit that role. And that's sort of, it's becoming more open now, which is great with different figures on TV, but at the, at, when I was doing it, it was just full on. You had to be like a professional athlete if you wanted the lead role as a female. Like you just had to look that way. And I did. And I achieved that. And I was going off for all these auditions. And then, then I started to get really fat out of nowhere. I started to get my period every couple weeks. I started to get really fat no matter how much more I worked out or how. I got so bloated. My hair started falling out. I have curly hair. It started well, to get straight. Shit. I got constipated. I was like, what's happening? I kept going to the doctor. They kept putting me on the pill. Then it wouldn't work after a couple months. And I was what's going on? And he tested my thyroid incorrectly using the 1973 <laughs> test and said, your thyroid's fine. Just work out more and eat less. I go, dude, I'm working out fucking two plus hours. Like, I'm killing it on this. <laughs> I am an athlete like this is, and you know, I, I trusted my doctor. I kept taking, and then finally I just went to more doctors and they didn't know, or they weren't doing it right. And I finally, at the end of like $15,000 and all these doctors and two years of being undiagnosed and falling apart, Mm. um, finally a doctor who I paid like $600 to go just test me, finally tested me correctly. And finally they were like, Oh shit, you are really hypothyroid. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. You Mm. know what I mean? Finally. Uh, now I can maybe do something about it, but then that was a problem because there were still really uninformed doctors out there. And so I had to take it in my own hands. I ordered my medication on the internet. I talked to fellow patients and I did it myself. Now during this time, crying two, three, four hours a day, imagine dating's not fun, right? Oh yeah, I'm bleeding abnormally. I'm a fucking mess. My hair is falling out. I'm (laughs) acne like, and I, and I, haven't, I, I haven't, had a, haven't had a shit for four days. Like, yeah. <laughs> shit. I mean, also, you, and I don't even know what's happening to me, so that's Dude, fun I'm seeing this chick at the like, moment. You know, she's fucking... <laughs> yeah. You 
can imagine why people would get divorced, right? You go to hundreds and hundreds of doctors and your husband's going, what the hell is wrong with you? Then they start to think it's in your head or that a doctor then thinks his depression gives you this or, I mean, and then oh, you're yeah. just, it would be you wrecked. can avoid it by doing your own research right from the beginning. Yeah. You know, in this world right now, there's no excuse. Back then still, it's not like the internet was ancient, but it just, there wasn't this level. There wasn't like podcasts and you know, there, there yeah. was no really, no, not even Mark's Daily Apple blogs and like this wasn't happening. Mm. So, so, um, do, so, do that, you think just so that, to- just to jump in there for a sec, do you think has anything um, has anything? Because there's an interesting point again that I wanted that you touched on. That is anything changed in your opinion in the um, medical space with as far as like doctors and health allied health professionals? Because this is a, something that comes up a lot when we talk to people in the fitness industry. Is the fact that oh sorry in the health industry, not fitness so much, but in the health industry, is the fact that doctors don't know anywhere near enough about nutrition yeah. and how the body should oh, work yeah, optimally right. because oh. be, but, oh, and there's totally. there's no real like um there's no real there's no real passing on to an allied health professional that might be a dietitian for example or somebody who knows more than the doctor it's mm. more just go to the pharmaceutical drugs now do you think in your opinion that do you feel like any of that's changing since when you were going through this and now you say like we have all these podcasts and blogs and the internet's you know the internet's changed a lot of things is it changing the way that it should, yes. the GP, the GP, the GP works. It's it's slower. It should be going faster, but at least there's more information and more knowledgeable doctors, more and more every day, and more knowledgeable people. And then there's the whole biohacking thing. I think people are even more comfortable with the idea of trying certain supplements and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what's the problem. So the doctor on my book, Doctor Forsman, is he's like a primal doctor, and um, he. <laughs> So, and what does that mean? Well, that means the difference between someone going to a doctor with their lipid panel and having that doctor go, oh my God, we need to put you on statin drugs, to going to a paleoprimal doctor and going, your cholesterol's fine. Yep. Yep. And you'd go, well, how the hell is that possible? Mm. Look it up, people. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, 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 and here's the thing, you know, people think high cholesterol, you know, then you can't have fat. And so then these poor bastards that are getting doctored by these uninformed people can eat their cheese, can eat their whatever they want. And if they just knew and could adopt the paleoprimal paradigm and a high fat, moderate protein, low carb, they could enjoy their fat. Yeah. You know, and now they're probably suffering from something else. But you have to think about it, too. Our government food pyramid in the state says to eat six to 11 servings of grains every day on top of two to four servings of fruit. That mm. is a diabetes making diet. And every single commercial on U.S. television, every single show, doesn't matter whether it's cable news, doesn't matter whether it's a sitcom, every commercial is for type 2 diabetes drugs. Yeah. Insane. That is insane. And what about um, so that's so that's messed up. Yeah, and that's not getting better. That's getting worse. And you know why that is? That's because you go to that doctor and he gives you that stupid pill. And and then you go, was there anything else I can do? They go, I don't know. But they could go, yeah, go paleo primal. You don't need a damn statin. You don't yeah, need a damn diabetic drug. I mean, if you're at a certain point, you might. But you can also wean off of insulin once you've had type two diabetes if you followed this. You know. So we were all taught the wrong thing. You know, and this has mm. happened over time, right? You know, once they're like, oops, lead paint is bad for you. You know, oops, mercury is bad. You know, I mean, mm. listen, I just had like the last silver filling removed from my mouth because I didn't realize there was one left in there. And I had high mercury recently and I got it tested and I didn't know. And I was like, this damn thing, you know what I mean? But they didn't know back then too. I mean, I'd gotten most of them replaced, but when I was a kid, it was like, that's what you do. Well, oops, now it's dangerous. Mm. You know, so so this is the same here. It's, it's you know, high fat will give you a heart attack. No, it won't. But if you eat a high carb diet, it will. Good luck with that. But if you eat a low carb diet, you're good to go. And, and in what fact, about, now yeah. you're running on fire. It'd be like a million bucks. <laughs> 
So what about um, stress with all this sort of stuff? Because again, like it, it really sounds to me like the you know the general consensus or the general understanding is that you know stress plays a, a bigger part, you know, and all this sort of thing, and and you know try to you know bring your stress down and all this sort of stuff. But from what you're telling me, it kind of sounds like stress is a byproduct to the actual real root of the issue. And uh, how many? How many people are misdiagnosed with, with stress issues? And you mentioned it before with um, people getting diagnosed with depression and stuff when uh, all they really need to do is a quick fix with their, their thyroid gland. Oh, that happens a lot. I mean, and that's why if you do get diagnosed as bipolar or with depression or anything, anything, mm. miscarriages, infertility, that's hugely affected. Anything female gynecological or anything male gynecological in terms of even sex drive. Mm. Any of that stuff, um, sh- or if you start developing boobs, you know, my God, call me. <laughs> See, if I started developing boobs, actually, I, call me. If I started developing I mean, boobs, I'll help you. I would I'll not help see that as an issue. Yeah, don't let that happen. <laughs> that's um, not so an that's issue a, for me. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, you know, so here's the thing. So stress can lead to it, and here's why. Again, it's, and I talk about this a lot in my book, and not just physical stress, which would be the overworking out and the high intensity stuff too much. Um, it's not just that. It's also just mental stress. This is the call from the lawyer or the divorce, right? It's, it can mm. be anything and it's how we perceive it. And so I would just also like beg the question to people. It's like, all right, so let's say a coworker uh, of yours really pissed you off. Like just, I don't know, threw you under the bus, something awful. And then you go home, you call your best friend, you bitch about it. And then do you bitch about it to five more people during that week? Every time you talk to a new friend, how many times are you reliving it? Because your Mm. brain and body doesn't know the fucking difference. Mm. And so it does take and it does require a level of awareness if you're stressed out or have issues. And stress is also being misdiagnosed. People aren't doing adrenal tests. You know, doctors should be looking at adrenals if someone's stressed. And there's just ways to naturally support that. Mm. Waking up and having a, a sprinkle of sea salt in your mouth and drinking some lemon water you know, taking some vitamin C. I mean, there's natural ways to get this done, but you also have to participate. And that even comes down to like, let's say you're driving in the car and someone cuts you off. You know, we've all had that feeling, right? You're, you're kind of like your heart drops in your stomach for a second because it almost was an accident, right? And then you're like, ooh, and then you might be like, fuck you. You know, you might have that day or you might yep. be like, whatever. But either way, how long are you going to carry that? Because yeah. now the cortisol is flowing. Oh, you yeah. just open the tap and it's probably going to tap out for another 10, 15. Do you want to make it another 50 minutes? And these are the things you have to think about because you are constantly communicating. And again, that's the primal perspective. This is the perspective of how our genes and our, our, our body is designed to respond and Mm. act and it's, it's all connected. So again, these things matter. And this is why in the case of the woman who's, let's say anorexic will not get pregnant. It's Mm. the thyroid primal perspective to go, this bitch can't have a baby right now. She can't not only will she not be able to bring it to full, to full term because she doesn't have the nutrients or the yeah. hormonal, but then she's not even going to be able to raise this thing. She can't feed it. She can't feed herself. And what does that mean? And this is the big overall theme everyone should think about. Your body's trying to save you all the time, oh, yeah. all the time. It's your friend. Type 2 diabetes, that's your body trying to save you. How, how do you mean? Do you know what I mean? How do you mean? Well, mechanism is your body trying to save you from the dangers of what's happening with your blood glucose yeah. and your insulin, you know? So even though it seems like a curse when these things happen, you know, we look at our body like an enemy when we're, especially I was, like you look in the mirror every day, you're like, God damn. I mean, it's horrific, the, mm. the depression. But 
at the end of the day, you know, there's some participation there. And I can say that there's absolutely, this is all 100% fixable. I don't want anyone to think that, Mm. you know, people have been told by doctors, well, you have hypothyroidism, so you'll likely always deal with X. Not true. You run a doctor. Um, But stress, yeah. So stress is also, then what does that do? It raises the cortisol. What is that? That's an inflammatory response. Why Mm. do we not want excess cortisol because it's inflammatory. And why do we want inflammation? Because inflammation is at the base of every disease. Shit. All disease. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm, (laughs) It's at the base of all of it. And if you have Hashimoto's or any kind of autoimmune disorder like rheumatoid arthritis or even Graves' disease, which is hyperthyroidism. And the reason I don't talk a lot about, and I do have a great podcast with my doctor on the Primal Blueprint podcast about hyperthyroidism, if anyone wants to hear that, because they are often left in the dust. That's a very serious condition that's even almost worse than hypothyroidism because it could lead to instant death. And what that is, is your thyroid overproduces the thyroid hormone T3, which is the fat-burning sucker that bodybuilders jam themselves with to lose weight quickly. Mm. That's why thyroid hormone metabolism is important if you want to have optimum fat-burning. Don't do what they do. Um, But, you know... Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. But uh, what was I mentioning? I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> that's, we're that's, talking about the cosmic ballet. <laughs> so hyperthyroidism, which is you know the opposite, which means sometimes people cannot gain weight. They're super skinny. They have bulging eyes. There's an eye disease that goes along with that. Um, they have excess heart rate. They're pooping a lot. Like the, they have the opposite of constipation. It's a hypermetabolic state. They're often warmer, sweaty, clammy. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous. And that's a tougher one to fix. And unfortunately, oftentimes, if you don't treat it properly through paleo primal lifestyle and supplements or medication, you often have to either like they kind of zap that thyroid with radioactive iodine and essentially kill it. And then you become hypothyroid and then you get put on medication. It's a tough one to deal with. Um, and it's rarer. So that's why it's not a big focus um, of my book. And also, it, it's one of those things where eventually they will have to likely get, you know, they'll be in a hypo state at some point. Mm, um, right. Okay. So, so, so with um, looking at like um, looking at America, for example, as a, as a bit of a case study, even Australia, I think Australia nowadays are more obese per capita or like our percentage wise around the, around the country. We're definitely moving up. Than, uh, than the US. How much of, um, how much of, I think it's 70% of Australians now are over, 70%. Over, overweight or obese. Fuck it, really? Um, really? I, that's a I, huge number. I feel like that's the case. Really? I feel like... I feel hang like, on, hang on, hang on. Let, you let, can Google we'll it. Stop but, it Google we'll, uh, but, but whatever, I mean, yeah, obviously... Yeah, yeah. There's, it there's, might be worse in our country. <laughs> it's, definitely, yeah, but, it's definitely over 50%. Yeah, yeah, I think it's 70%. But I mean, at the end of uh, at the end of the day, what I'm saying is obviously there's an obesity and and health epidemic across the world, you know. For sure. uh, there's more people that die of heart disease from, from you know, from yeah. obesity than there are people dying of starvation. So what the fuck's going on there? But like how much of this how much of this um how much yeah, of this over fifty percent. Fifty three point six percent of Australians are overweight. Yeah. Twenty okay, percent so, of Australians are overweight. Will you type in stats for will you check out stats for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um Me? But um, but how much of Pornhub.com. this? <laughs> um, but how much of this is? How much of this is related to thyroid problems? Al, like how much of this? If if people were to go out there and actually um, understand a primal diet and, the, and a and a good way to eat, how much of this can be alleviated? Because it also the other thing is it costs governments billions of dollars every year. 
you know, fighting mm. these fighting these problems 100%. that we brought upon ourselves. Like how much of it how much of the obesity epidemic basically around the Western world is because of thyroid problems, do you think? Well, I'm not, it's a little bit of like, which came first, you know? Um, so again, they kind of go hand in hand. So Mm. a hypothyroid person who look, they could be on medication under treated on medication, still hypothyroid because they're not on the right dose of hormones, Mm -hmm. living a life, not feeling good, getting fatter and fatter, maybe just thinking it's them or their genetics or whatever, some excuse. And they don't know better. You know, let's, let's just give them a break for a second. You know, no one wants to give type two diabetes to themselves. Um, And sometimes people get, I didn't want to become pre-diabetic. I didn't live that life to become pre-diabetic, but it happened to me anyway. You know what I mean? So, so it can happen. It's, it's no one wants to do it, but you are giving it to yourself and there's a way to correct it. Um, yes. If you are obese, your thyroid is likely jacked Mm -hmm. in some way. Mm. And in order, and, and actually by virtue of following a paleoprimal paradigm in order to lose that weight or not be obese anymore, your thyroid will naturally become more and more efficient and it will help you in that process. So, you know, it might take a little while, but it can happen. So they, they really go hand in hand. And that's why, again, like someone who's undiagnosed for a while or who suffers for a while and then they get better, but then they're like, well, why can't I lose this stubborn weight? And it's like, oh, because in that process of being undiagnosed and going through all this doctor fuckery, you became insulin resistant and now you don't even know. Mm. And for, you know, so, so that's really what happens, but there's one way to fix it. <laughs> there's only one way in this world. There's only one paradigm that fixes it. It's either an, a purely fat diet, like only fat, sometimes mm-hmm. for seriously obese people, that's what they'll do, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's a high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet, mm-hmm. extremely ketogenic, or it's just regularly low carb. There's no other paradigm. I'd love somebody to prove that they went from obesity, like eating a high carb diet. It's not possible. Yeah. Do you think, po- um, is there a big, is it's not a, medically, biologically possible. Is, mm. is there, is there a big, um, when you mentioned before about, um, the healthy food pyramid and, um, and the ads that are on American television, is there, is, is there a conspiracy theory about that, that this is actually the government making this the way because oh this is a bit of a tangent <laughs> yeah is that like, is that where you where you it's a widely accepted one actually kind of right. I, I think most americans would say they or wouldn't be like oh you're crazy if you said look government subsidies farms grain farmers in america corn land of the corn we like our you know mm, yeah. i mean fructose and, yeah. and so then what do they have to do they're going to come out and say grains are bad for you but you mm. know who did sweden Sweden as a country was like, this is bullshit. This whole carb thing is ridiculous. We're going to a primal paradigm, essentially. Really? Wow. Yeah, a couple of years so ago, you should look it up. Oh. Yeah, Sweden finally was like high fat, low car- low carb, moderate. Like they, they were like, no, this this carb thing is a disaster. So they're geniuses, and they're that's why they're also time. attractive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is that um, so what did they do in it when you say that that Sweden have gone to um to a high fat, low carb diet? Is this do you just mean they changed their way that they look at the healthy food pyramid or their, their version or, or they, they started to um, educate people in school or did they like had or they put um, took away subsidies for or put taxes on? Um, well, how did they, how did they, they implement? Their, I think they changed their government announcement like we would have to if we were changing our government pyramid. Like the yeah. FDA, right, the yeah. head of the, you know, gotcha. whatever. Yeah, would have to come out and say, okay, you know, we're announcing a new, you know, paradigm. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. And uh, I, they'll never do that. I, it's going to be years, right? That it's just, I don't see the U.S. saying, don't eat grains. It's not wow. going to happen. Wow. And it That's should. Insane. Um, 
It should. And at the very least, it should be moderation and really look, look, you know, and here's the thing with going gluten free. There's still corn glutens and corn starch and stuff. And and even rice and other things can really be issues with the gut that need to be eliminated. At the very least, you got to go strict paleo primal if you want to get to the point of health that you want to get at. Doesn't mean you're never going to be able to eat a wheat crust pizza in your life. I cheat every once in a while too. live your life, be a freaking human. But how quickly and how badly do you want to get better? Yeah. How, yeah. how often That's, do you check just quite, you know, just Mark says, you know, I love this line of Mark Sisson. He's always like, listen, because I was like, God, you're so non-judgmental, Mark. You know, you're, I don't know if I were you, if I'd see people eat and I'd go right up to him. So, um, this is when, you know, you first get excited and, you know, paleo primal, like you see it change your life and you like want to proselytize it to everybody. And, you know, Mark said, um, you know, I, I can't convince someone that their life sucks. So, mm. so the only time people move is when you finally have a moment with yourself and you're like, my fucking life sucks. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is. It could be like, my life sucks. I'm attracting the worst girlfriends in history. What is this bullshit? Or it yep. could just be, my life sucks. I don't feel good. I'm fat. Um, I'm not comfortable in my own skin. Um, it just could be, I'm not thinking right. How do I, or I'm I'm attracting negative circumstances. Mm. I'm not happy. How do mm. I get happy? Well, it's like anything else. Go and learn from the people who might have something to say about that, whatever yeah. the subject is. So it's about step up, take control. And that means with your doctor, don't let, I've been patronized by a lot of doctors. I've walked out a lot of doctor's offices, bawling my eyes out in a parking lot. And it actually happened not too long ago. Uh, it was like, uh, while I was writing the book, I did a sort of a joke test run cause I knew it would be a fail cause I knew the doctor would suck probably because they all do. So I went to a doctor while I was in Hawaii just to be like, what's, what's this, you know, what's the best doctor in Hawaii have to say about <laughs> thyroid? And it was horrific. Wow. I couldn't even believe the experience. I write about it all in my book and totally rip on the guy, not his name, obviously. <laughs> and I walked out of there and I was crying and not because I was trying to get better and I needed his help. It's because I walked out of there knowing that hundreds of people go to this guy. For yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. And it made me sick. It made me just like throw a smoke bomb in the building and be like, fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, was just so I was like upset for humanity. And every time I hear about that, I get calls you know, I get emails every day from people all over the world, the same story. This is mm. just everywhere. And, but I do have to say, you know, perseverance pays. It paid for me because I was not willing to accept. I had family members yell at me and be like, you'll have to listen to one of these doctors. And I'm like, fuck, no, I don't. <laughs> and you know what? Perseverance pays. I think that's the reason why I'm here talking to you today about this mm. book and helping people around the world. I see now that that had to happen for me to be that person to go F no. And the way I look at it is I'm like, ooh, hypothyroidism should not have messed with this bee. Oof, they should they mess with the wrong chick? Hypothyroidism messed with the wrong chick, you know? And um, I've always been a cheerleader and a stand-up for rights or help people speak up for themselves. So I'm not surprised this happened to me with this scenario in this book. The other funny thing is that I was a writer, you know, before this happened. So the fact that it coincided with my career is also a gift. There's lots of gifts and shitty things. I want to say that too. This is the best, one of the best things that ever happened to me. Um, mm-hmm. Made me compassionate towards people who are not doing well. I used to be kind of judgmental of fat people. And, you know, when you have no control over how fat you are, uh, you have a little bit of a different viewpoint, you mm, know? Yeah. And now when I see a very fat, bloated person, riddled with acne or something like that, my first thought is, oh my God, I hope they find out what's wrong with them. Yeah. That's just literally my first thought. Now, before hypothyroidism, I was this, you know, fit bit didn't know anything and ever had been really sick in my life. So to me, I was just like, I was so disciplined, right? Clearly. And because it's starving like every four hours, like just to, 
And I uh, would kind of walk by people and think to myself, oh, just stop eating or, you know, and I'm not a catty bitch, but, you know, you just have these thoughts. They're judgments. You know, we yeah, all have we're them. all human. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, you know, today you could drive somewhere and see someone wearing a weird outfit and have a thought of like, oh, that's that's new or, you know, just yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We all no, little, we know what you mean for sure. But, you know, it made me much more compassionate because I had it happen to me. I was judged. I mm. was judged mm. and uh, right in my face. So, you know, these are these are good things. It's why you hear people be like, oh, breast cancer is the best thing ever happened to me. Shows you who your friends are, mm. you know, mm. might end a relationship you shouldn't be in any way if someone's not willing to hang in with you through a tragedy like this, you know, or a medical issue. Um, you learn a lot about yourself. And the best part about it is once you get well, you feel happier and better than most people yeah. because you have the contrast of knowing how horrible it is. And that lasts forever, even though I haven't been hypothyroid and sick for a long time now. Um well, not too long, but I mean, like, you know, just been years. I still have moments where I will just tear up and cry out of gratitude because mm. I'm just like, oh, because I remember and know what that's like. And that's a gift, you know, so it's a gift wrapped in shit, but it is <laughs> no, you know, but it, it's um, that so that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, so, you know, it's a, it's a it's hard to get to, but you, you, there's some gems in there, too, you know, and um. So that's that's a positive thing as well, and that's mm. hard to see when you're going through it. But I can tell you on the outset that that's that can really happen with medical atrocities. They can become some of the best experiences and platforms for your future and your life. Mm, hey, sure. um, hey, uh, let's actually go through the paleothyroid solution. I want to talk about um, some of the actual sort of dietary advice you give and, and what a good sort of paleo paleolithic diet kind of looks like in your eyes. Okay. Cool, let's do it. <laughs> so, all right, okay. Well, what would you prescribe? For, so, let's say, come on, someone comes to you, and uh, you know, is having these sort of issues and symptoms. Um, where would you, where would you start them off? How would you, how would you go from there? Well, it, I would think it would start with you know, first of all, I don't, I, I don't think anyone should do everything at once. If you're sure. coming from a place of really being inactive and you're not even exercising, so here's the thing: if you're having problems and you are an exerciser, then you need to slow down. You need to stop. And part of that is adopting a paleoprimal paradigm in terms of that exercise, meaning not, you know, being in a glucose burning state, maybe once a week sprinting. But if you're suffering, you got to chill out. Now, this is really tough because if you're becoming hypothyroid and you're becoming bloated and fat, then what do you think is the natural inclination? Go work out more, mm. especially if you don't know what's happening to you. Mm. But then the more you're working out in that scenario, now your more adrenals are getting exhausted and you're going to get more fat. Because yep. of the cortisol around your stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it's a backfiry situation. It's a tough thing to tell people. But if you are mm. active, chill the F out. Start taking selenium, 200 micrograms a day to 400 micrograms a day if you're on thyroid hormone replacement. Um, if you have good digestion, you could eat a couple of Brazil nuts. But if you are suffering and have some of these symptoms like constipation and real serious hypothyroidism, it's not going to get digested appropriately or absorbed appropriately. Mm. Um, you know, so so there's so there's that. For for people that are really inactive, I wouldn't, you know, no one should work out if they're in a hypo state. But as long as you adopt the paleoprimal paradigm, so let's say you're inactive or you're just a you're just walking, you're not doing anything wrong exercise wise or whatever, um, then you know it's really a matter of just getting fat adapted as much as you can. Even though in a hypothyroid state, if you're seriously hypothyroid, you not may not be able to totally achieve that. But at least along the way, what you're doing is you're cleaning out the inflammatory foods, you're getting rid of the crappy seed oils, you know, you're getting 
you're introducing the good oils, you're getting rid of the carbs and the sugars and the grains and other things that can affect your gut and your digestion. Some of your own thyroid conversion happens in the gut. So it's about, you know, getting those probiotics, fixing any gut mm. issues like candida, which a lot of women have or sugar addicts have. You got to nip that in the bud. That takes willpower. And it takes about, you know, if, if you're if you're severely hating it, sometimes you can't reverse it with a natural protocol. But if you will know you're on the way within six to eight weeks, if you get blood retested, if you went strict, strict, even just diet, didn't even lift a finger or work out, but you just went paleo primal and really reduced the stress, took some supplements that were appropriate, um, then you could really retest in six to eight weeks and you might see those numbers start to turn around and mm. then you know you're really on the way. Um, and if it doesn't, you would still have to do these things anyway. Because if you go on thyroid hormone medication, then that has to be metabolized properly. And you also need to have that perfect suit there. And that means you're, so you're working on adrenals, stress, not, not working out too much or, you know, not working out at all. Um, and yeah, absolutely stress. Mm. And so that's sort of like the first order of business, um, you know, and getting tested properly. And here's the thing, you don't even have to get blood tested. You can follow the temperature protocol in my book and sort of assess it that way too. It's one of the ways you can sort of self diagnose and see whether or not, um, you might have a thyroid and or an adrenal problem. So these are things you can do at home and you can kind of see for yourself. And Hey, look, if you're feeling better and things start to turn, I've seen people turn around in six weeks. Like you wouldn't believe I have, well, se I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen someone Hashimoto's shit. antibodies, thyroid shit, bloated fat, hair, horrible, like awful, depressed and nightmare. And then found the blood work and was like, dude, this is what's happening to you. If you want to avoid medication, do this. And mm. that person six weeks later, slim, trim, de-bloated hair looks amazing. And she's like, I, she goes, yeah, everyone's talking about my hair. And I'm like, well, because you know what? She's probably getting the proper nutrients. Mm. She was low in iron. She started taking vitamin C, get the B12 up, vitamin D. You know, these things are really important. And they're often things that hypothyroid patients are deficient in. Um, because what happens is, is everything slows down, right? You're colder, no metabolism, no, no logs on the fire, less of this fat burning hormones. And so things are sludgy and slow, right? The constipation. And so what also happens is your hydrochloric acid, you produce less, so you're not breaking down the food, therefore the nutrients, therefore absorption, et cetera. You know, mm. and then this is just a cascade domino effect of horrendous scenarios, but it can be nipped in the bud and it can be nipped in the bud pretty quickly. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. And so I just, I, the thing that resonated with me the most, um, you said before was that, um, the uh, metabolism is a direct indicator, I guess, well, the speed of metabolism is, is a direct indicator of, like, um, the body temperature. So, if, like, someone's really cold, um, odds are their, their, their metabolism slows, trying to keep them safe, and it's, it's, a, it's all a very primal thing. Do you, see a lot of, um, do you see a lot of people with huge fluctuations in their actual core body temperature, or is that something a little bit left of field? I mean, even though we say, you know, humans in the afternoon on average should be 98.6, well, Fahrenheit. And I do the conversions in my book your way. But um, yeah. for my verbal abilities and calculation abilities in my head, so in the morning, your basal temperature when you wake up, before you even get out of bed to pee, you're just laying under the covers. Mm. You, got a, you got a thermometer right next to you. That's your basal. And that should be between like 97.7 and 98.2. Sure. If it's much below that, and if you're hypo, usually it's like 97.1. Or, you know right. what I mean? There's, mm. a, there's a little bit of a range in the morning and then the afternoon. Now, here's the thing. In the afternoon, if you're 98.4 as a normal human being, you don't have any hypo symptoms and you're fine, that's fine. It's just, a, you know, I mean, every human's different, right? Or you may run a little hot, or a little cold. But mm. 
if you're 98.1 consistently in the afternoon and you also have symptoms, then something's wrong. And that could be the difference. Testing temps, it's a very important part of this process. Mm. When you start to take thyroid hormone, you can't get on your optimal dose right away because of the because the weight has to build and the way mm. you have to increase it in a certain way. And along that train, you take temps, and that can be the difference between whether or not you might need to try a little extra or a little less. Mm. And so even when you're feeling great and you feel like, okay, I think I've hit my, like I now get on the thyroid hormone, right? I think I'm at my optimal dose. I'm feeling good. Lost the weight. All right. Things are going well. I'm happy again. Yeah, yeah. This is amazing. (laughs) And then that's the time to take the temps again for five days in a row and go, all right, do I need to maybe increase by this a little bit or do you know, and that could be the fine tuning part of things. And um, mm. people also have fluctuations uh, seasonally. So if you're on thyroid hormone medication, uh, or it's not medication, it's just thyroid hormones. But if you're on thyroid hormones, then you would maybe need a decrease in summer and an increase in winter. Okay. That makes sense. So it's something you would like if you check twice a year. And, you know, those are where you might need adjustments. But usually once you're on the right dose, you're good to go. And you just need to keep up and not drop the ball on nutrients and other things. And you just get tested twice a year and, you know, then you're fine. Okay. And just for like a big, this is a a big call, but I'm interested. If you could give sort of one piece of advice um, about, you know, turning paleo or or sort of one thing you can do straight off the bat that's going to lead to the biggest change or or, um, something along that level, uh, to someone that's not really, you know, uh, well best in this sort of area, what would you say? Sort of one one I big would, piece of advice. For someone that even just is like, give me the, the easiest cliff note version, um, which is tough because there's more mm. than just what you eat and don't eat. Absolutely. I would say eliminate all grains, all dairy, all legumes. Just really? do it and see what happens. Just see what happens. Wow. You know, it's, if that's all you do and that's all you even think about, do that. Now, I mean, if a vegan was asking me that, I wouldn't say that, but like just assuming you're a normal meat eater anyway, and you're just a normal person in this world and you know, you eat bread or whatever and your health screwed up, I would just say eliminate grains, dairy, you know, and gluten and adopt a paleo primal paradigm. But those foods are culprits and you'll usually see a weight difference quickly with eliminating things like that. Shit. That's insane. Well, Bill, should we go for, uh, go for a, uh, six for six session? Yep. Let's do it, mate. Let's do it. So, so, um, Al, we uh, we want to get you out of here at some point. So, but before we do, we um, we normally wrap up with six from six. So three questions from me, three questions from three questions from Tommy. Spit it out, mate. <laughs> yeah. um, so, are you ready for uh, ready for six from six? <laughs> I'm ready. All right. All right. Cool. So, um, my questions are rather travel related. So my uh, my first couple anyway. My uh, first question to you is. Um, what's your favorite travel destination on the planet? Somewhere that you've been that's at uh, top of mind. Palau. 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 Where is Palau? <gasps> you of all people should know. know. That's like a favorite Australian destination. Are you kidding me? There's so many Aussies there. Um, Palau is in Micronesia, and that doesn't yep. help, does it? Right, which is in <laughs> well, Oceania. That doesn't help. It's yeah. about. It's a, like a. It's a little bit near the Philippines, south of the Philippines. And um, in the Pacific Ocean, it's near gotcha. Guam. Yep. If you look up mm. Guam on the map, it's about a two-hour flight from Guam. And if you Google Rock Islands Palau, that is the it's the best diving you know destination in the world for divers. Really? That's mm. why that's why diver that's why divers from all over the world go there. It's the number one spot because not only Shit. can you dive and see like kamikaze plane wreckages from World War II, whoa, um, because the Battle of Peleliu, which is in Palau. 
but also the gotcha. rock islands formation is one of the most beautiful like natural things in the world it's incredible and it's wow. just really i loved it i'm looking at it now on a map yeah so it's kind of in between papua new guinea indonesia japan and the philippines it's like in the that's right in the middle there right, and right if, above australia google images google images of rock islands palau and see what i'm talking about and you'll be like what is going on there and you'll mm. want to go <laughs> yeah awesome that's sick um all right and uh next is um your dream destination else so somewhere that you haven't been that's at the absolute top of your bucket list Whatever your address is. Hey, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Didn't mind that. Oh. Now it's on. <laughs> well, the address is uh, 102, uh, 52, <laughs> 9th <laughs> Street, Fort Mac. Whatever you're No, I'm kidding. Pants are um, off. Actually, I really, wanna, I really would like to go to Bora Bora and uh, do some more Pacific Island hopping. Um, I, I would really, one of my dreams is there's only two places in the world where you can jump in the water and swim with humpback whales, like just get your snorkel and jump in the water. It's illegal everywhere else except for the Dominican Republic or Samoa. And so I would like to go to Samoa and do it and then maybe do some island hopping after that because I don't think Samoa is an ultimate destination for people (laughs) from what I've heard. But um, but yeah, I like it. It's definitely um, definitely two that we haven't haven't heard before. Yeah, go for it. That just reminded me. Um, Are you guys a fan of Summer Heights High? Yeah, I love, <laughs> yeah, yeah. love that guy so much. I He's funny. Love Chris that Lilly. Guy. That yeah. whole show made my world. That and the one after. <laughs> so have, you seen, uh, have you seen it's We Can Be Heroes? No, the original one? Yeah, I never the original, saw that one. The original is it's a classic as so well. Good, yeah, yeah Samoa Tai and We Can Be Heroes. The one afterwards, the third series, wasn't Jemay? it? Was it Jemay? Yeah, there was That's a Jemay the one. one. That was the Summer High High and then Angry Boys. Oh, uh, boys, thinking, yeah, yeah. When I said Samoa, I was thinking of Jonah, and that's why I was laughing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, fuck oh, you, Tonga. Sorry, yeah. Tonga. Sorry, Tonga. It's Tonga, but I don't know if Tonga's in Samoa. But anyway, sorry, it's Tonga where you can swim. <laughs> right. Tonga. That's why I thought cool. Jonah. It's not Samoa. Sorry, I got it wrong. I think it's Tonga. Yeah. No worries. All right, it's well. Yes, wait, two, two, um, two good answers that we haven't had before on the show. So um, my last question is, do you have any books, Al, that you like to recommend to people? They can be uh, a read that might be a fiction read, something that might be an um, autobiography, might be a... The Paleothyroid Solution yeah, by L. Russell. <laughs> yeah. But um, any books of any sort that you like to recommend to people? Yes, the most hysterical book in the whole world, the most hilarious book of all time, which won a Pulitzer Prize in our country, which is a huge uh, award. Wow. Um, many, many years ago, is called Confederacy of Dunces. And it's famous for being one of the best, most hysterically written books ever. And here's the crazy thing about it. The guy who wrote it died and his mom found his script and pitched it and some publisher felt bad for her and so he was like oh whatever I'll read a couple pages and then he couldn't put it down and so the guy won a Pulitzer Prize after he died and so there's the only one book of his but it's amazing it's called Confederacy of Dunces it's hysterical that's just for a fun uh, fiction read and just laugh your ass off um Ah, uh, God, I read a lot, so I've got a lot of good, you know, got a list of suggestions, but that probably is my favorite book of all time. Like, I, I can't wait to reread it someday. Awesome. Do you know well, what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm looking forward book. to rereading it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Tommy, what do you got? Uh, Elle, what do you like to do in your spare time when you have some downtime? Well, I live in such a beautiful place. I also live in the mountains, so I go oh, hiking a lot with friends, beautiful. and, you know, I'll go stand up paddling or... Um, you know, just hang out with friends at this point in life. I mean, mm. I kind of, my club days are over, although occasionally I still, I'll still go to Boys Town and, 
dance it out for four hours every nice. now and then. So I, I still like to do that. So yep. um, yeah, I'll do Get that. And I love the <laughs> You know what? I do. I kind of, when I go dancing, I just, I'm, I'm super like, re- like look like I'm ready to work out. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that's why I go to the gay, the gay clubs as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're all friends. Um, what about a inspiration in your life? Someone who was a big inspiration to you? Oh, so many. Um, Bill hmm. Tom from Adventure Radio seemed to be doing pretty well over here. You know, I, think I, I know this sounds really like cheesy and cliche, but my mom. Yeah. My mother's like a pretty amazing woman. And my grandmother. They were both like really amazing women who, uh, you know, taught me to stand up for myself and never let in people. Pay. You know, they were, you know, listen, there's a lot of women in this world who are raised by other women who when they say, oh, my boyfriend hit me, the mother says, well, what did you do to deserve that? Mm. You know, that's fucking horrible. Mm. And like I had an amazing, I had amazing women in my life that, you know, taught me the exact opposite. Right. And taught me to stand up for myself in every scenario and that I could do anything and encouraged me. And they were strong women and they were pioneers in their fields and successful. And so I feel grateful that I had them in my own family. Um, Mark Sisson is a hero of mine. There's no question about it. I'd say to my book, I'm not being gratuitous because I work for him and host his podcast. Mm. He changed my life. Um, I had not yet solved the puzzle and didn't know what was Mm. going on. And it wasn't until I went primal and paleo and then connected the dots and was like, whoa, 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 I got a connection here. Hey, Mark, how about this book? And he was like, actually, I've been wanting to do a thyroid book. And then it just Mm. naturally worked out. But, you know, I wouldn't have had that answer had I not met him and looked at how he and Carrie Sisson live and said to myself, I'm doing something fucking wrong. Because they look better than me and they're 20 years <laughs> older than me. Like, that's not fair. And um, so I was like, oh, maybe I should read his book. And I did. And, you know, <laughs> just finally started to follow the mm. guy I was working for. And it, it changed my life. And I, I understand now people walk up to Mark and they're like, you changed my life. I mean, I get it. I get it. And it's funny because now I get that, too, from people. And that's wonderful. You know, if you can pay it forward. Um, I, you know, Mark was never fat and he never suffered greatly in that way, but he did have IBS and arthritis and other issues that he solved going paleo primal, um, certainly elongated his health and, and got rid of some junk. But, you know, for people out there who've never been fit or, you know, have been really fat and inactive or have had sugar addictions or real food issues, mm. like I've been there, you know, and I know that. And that's why people like us do do see him mm. as, as a hero because going paleo primal solves food addictions it solves food obsessions it solves that and let me tell you something, i don't know if it's ever happened to you guys but it's a horrible thing if there's anyone listening i understand that pain because that's thinking about food all the time it's like just after lunch you're already planning and thinking about dinner and you're holding and willpower waiting to and you're hungry every two hours and it's that's stressful and it's a shitty way to be and it's not freedom and this is a sense of freedom in life that is the best part about it even if it didn't mm. come with the other benefits that would be the winner mm. but I um, what would you say to someone like myself who loves thinking about food all the time <laughs> you love eating bad food all the time I'm like what kind of bad food well not bad nah look I, I uh, look I mean I mean for breakfast this morning for example I had uh, a bowl of heroin I'll probably <laughs> for lunch I'll have um, you know just like a point of yeah. meth <laughs> you, might mean, that, you might want to highball it and balance it out with some yeah, a little extra yeah Look, I know, I know, I know you're preaching like a, you know, a whole nutritious meal to me, but like, I mean, I just like the heroin. So, I mean, like, look, I'll take it on board. <laughs> no, nah, but I think oh, my, my diet's pretty good. 
80 percent is good, twenty percent, you know, I'll just have a pizza or whatever. But um, yeah, that, and that's all. If that's all you can do, that's better than most people. That's better mm. than the world. And you know, listen again, human being. I'm not super crazy strict. Mm. You know, um, I'd I'd smack someone up the side of the head with with a stink eye look if someone was like, well, that's not paleo. I'd be like, I'm a human being. I'll fucking take that piece of bread and brie at a party if I want Shut to. Like, it's ass. Not, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, I'll, do a, I'll do a brie bump up my booty if that if I feel like it. <laughs> yeah. you know, so, so you know, of course, I'm going to have a donut at some point in my life again, I'm sure. I'm going to have stuffing on Thanksgiving. I'm yeah, going to, yeah. you know. Now, if you had Hashimoto's or you had severe autoimmune disorders, then, you know, you'd have to be more strict mm. and should have less cheats. Kind yes, of thing. So yes. that's really the defining Knowing thing. Knowing your body. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, El, and finally, if you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, who would they be and why? Big question. Big question. Well, that, no question about it, Socrates. Ooh, good one. Uh, we are but sands no, of our. I like that. I would, uh, Socrates. I would, you know, probably be like Plato, Socrates, and Will Ferrell. I mean, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, That'd I mean, be very good. That'd be bizarre. You know, Socrates is for sure like an ancient figure. I can't think of anyone really dead that I would want to meet more and talk mm. with more. Um, Alive, I've got a lot of comedic heroes I would love to have to dinner. You know, I mm. I just – I almost exclusively watch comedy. It's where my history and writing came from. I, I love it. It's just been such a part of my life for so long. I grew up with it. So, you know, my heroes are really like the comedy heroes, you know, uh, of the world. And so I think probably, you know, some of, those, some of those at the table. I love Melissa McCarthy. I think she's amazing. And uh, probably have her at the dinner table there, too. Actually, they would probably – Melissa McCarthy and Will Ferrer would probably be good guests to have also with Socrates because I bet they would have interesting questions to ask mm. and <laughs> funny <laughs> questions probably, too. So, yeah, I guess I guess there you go. I like it. And uh, finally, El, where can people find you? Anything you want to plug? Talk to us about your social medias. Give us a crack. Let's go. <laughs> sure. It's uh, on Instagram. I'm underscore E-L-L-E-R-U-S-S, L Rust. You can go to lrust.com and contact me through there or see other projects I'm doing. i got a documentary coming out involving Papua New Guinea and the Solomon Islands, a little bit Ooh, in your nice. neighborhood. Um, and we have a famous uh, award-winning actress in our country who's doing the voiceover for that. And um, yeah, Paleo Thyroid Solution. It's on Amazon and maybe in some bookstores we are, but you can definitely get it on Amazon in Australia. And yeah, Primal Blueprint Podcast every Wednesday. I'm the main host and, you know, we interview a bunch of different people there as well. So you can check me out as well. Cool. Beautiful. Sounds amazing. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, Al. Thank you so much for having me. Alrighty. And uh, that's a wrap. Alrighty, guys. If you enjoyed that show with El Russ, uh, then head to iTunes. Give us a like and subscribe, guys. Uh, if you're a first-time listener, subscribe. If you're a second-time or third-time or a million-time listener, <laughs> give us a rating and review. We always love to hear your feedback and want to keep growing this fucking piece of shit, awesome <laughs> podcast um, as, uh, as best we can. So jump on there, guys. Uh, it's, been lo- it's been a long day, guys. It's been a long day, yeah. Long day. Head to, and despite the fact it's only 9 in the morning, head to <laughs> quashcreative.com, guys. Offer mention Adventure Fit Radio, and Sean will give you a free basic SEO report on your website or feedback on your existing brand. Head to www.audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio to get a free credit, free book, free whatever you fucking want (laughs) when you sign up for the subscription. And guys, finally, head to www.adventurefittravel.com. 
Use the code word radio to get 10% off any merch. And guys, get pumped about the Iceland trip. And trips. And, and trips, as well. trips as well. 10% off trips as well. Let's get excited. Alrighty. Until next week, goodbye for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs>